Man, this feels a lot like my Friday night. <laughs> okay, you should include that at the beginning. <laughs> That's hilarious. Welcome to Pod Trivia, the podcast that's keto friendly. I'm your host, Britton. I'm Kyle. I don't support keto. I love keto. Keto's a great way to lose some weight. Keto is very unhealthy, and we cannot publicly promote it because it can kill you. Okay, but so can drinking a lot of water. Like, it's all about how you go about it. No, no. Keto is far more dangerous, and you are far more likely to hurt yourself than you are to overhydrate yourself. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. You shouldn't do keto if you have not done research into the possible side effects, talked with a doctor, considered uh, the pros and cons of it. Like, you should go do all that. Do do not take our word for it and then just go do keto. You should do your own research and you should l- talk with a doctor you about should, it and see if it makes sense. You should not do keto. Thank you for coming to my podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a really interesting realization so as we've been doing this podcast we try our best and fail so much we do not try our best not one of us has ever tried their best here i have we've tried our worst to attempt to not talk over each other right and we don't succeed so at my new job i go to ask my boss a question and i politely wait for him to take a breath and 10 minutes later as he's talking about an answer to my question that has nothing to do with anything i went oh wait i can't wait for him to finish otherwise i'll never be able to answer anything that is what it's like doing a podcast with the two of you so it was just a fun realization where i was like oh i gotta start talking over you otherwise i was like hey so this one project and then i had a question about it and then he went on to detail about something else that had nothing to do with any of my questions yeah I used to work with somebody who was very much like that, where like if I needed to go ask them a question, I knew it was going to be an hour and a half of my time. And so I very rarely did it. And when I did it, I spent 10 minutes beforehand constructing the right question. So to to attempt to keep them in a box Mm -hmm. and it never worked. My fun fact is that Abraham Lincoln's son. We just talked about it. His son, Robert, once fell between a train and the station platform. But luckily, a stranger rescued him. That stranger was Edwin Booth, the brother of John Wilkes Booth, who would assassinate Abraham Lincoln just a few years later. Small world. Small world. The coincidence of that is amazing. It's unlikely that that would happen, but it did. I mean, they probably lived in the same town, so like, it's not insane. But it is a fun fact. It's not like one of them lived in Australia and then just happened to be there. Do you know that? Yes. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) we don't know mr booth might have lived his time in austria mr booth we don't we're giving him any honor here stop it i forgot his first name so i went with mr booth (laughs) mr booth okay today this has been a podcast it has Mm -hmm. not a full one yet Mm -hmm. because we still have to talk about sports sports ball sports Sports ball ball. some of my sports that i'm gonna be talking about do involve balls and some do not got it all sports involve balls. 
Well, let's go into my first sport that involves Chess balls. is not a sport. Yes, it is. Chess is not a sport. Chess is a sport. Chess is a board game. No, it's a sport. So let's talk about real quick. What is your definition for what a sport is or is not? Because I found some definitions that I decided not to write down. And so instead, I'm just going to try to remember them off the top of my head. You know, I will change my definition. It doesn't have to have a ball, though if it has a ball, it is very likely to be a sport. I think sports are athletic games. Chess is not an athletic game. Yes, it is. Baseball barely counts. I think any competitive activity yeah, is is most likely a sport of some variety. So like a cooking competition. Could Sports possibly game. be considered a sport. Competitive video games, very clearly a sport. Con- consistently on ESPN and is doing the best viewership on ESPN. No, 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 no. Beating Monday Night Football. No. Like that. that doesn't now. mean. Hold on. I'm speaking. Stop interrupting me. ESPN is not how we're going to judge if something is a real sport or not because only in the last three years have they started putting women's soccer on there. So that is not a good judge. That is a judge of whether or not white men want to watch something. Fishing is on there. Fishing Fishing is not a sport. sport. No. Competitive fishing is a sport. No. It absolutely is. I would say any competitive activity can theoretically be a sport. Okay. Most of the things that I found deem a sport to mean it has to be, there has to be some level of competition. So if you're just fishing by yourself, Mm -hmm. that doesn't count as a sport. If you're doing it competitively, like against somebody else. Then that's more likely to make it a sport. They don't. They don't competitive fish. They do. No, yeah. they just fish. There no, is competitive fishing on ESPN. What nonsense! But no women's volleyball. Continue. Many other had the qualification that it has to have physical activity mm-hmm. and exertion. Uh huh. Okay, but what is the definition of physical activity and exertion? I mean, we could a Google chess player it. burns three thousand calories during an average game. That's exertion. No, you have to do physical activity to move pieces around. <laughs> no, that's Both of those news. things qualify. No, it doesn't. It does. You don't have to do any sort of training to pick up a piece. I love you. You You're do. Not, you do you. not have to do training to pick a chess piece up and put it down. You actually Bull. do. And I'm, I'm not, not going to bleep that. I'm not kidding. The World Chess Championship, which is happening next month, requires you to go through a two-hour seminar about how to pick up the pieces for the World Champion chessboard. You're not helping your case, Kyle. This is stupid. <laughs> because the pieces are weighted differently than most Who boards. cares if they're weighted differently? Okay, okay. So what you have proven is people who devote their life to this need to take a class in order to pick something up that is less than 10 pounds. Therefore, they are not athletes. Therefore, it is not a sport. They burn more calories in an average game than soccer players, football players, or baseball players combined. Perfect. Let's put them both on a track. (laughs) See who can finish the mile first. And as the chess players walk around burning 8,000 calories per step... (laughs) I think that the soccer and football players are still going to be able to beat them in a race. So do you believe you're an athlete now? No, I don't play chess competitively. Okay. Okay. So now that we have gotten that out of the way, these are a list of things where we are not going to be debating whether they are or are not sports. Okay. They are just activities that I thought were kind of wild from around the world. But I think the first one that we should start off with, based on our previous talk, 
is chess boxing. Chess oh, boxing yeah. is where you alternate between rounds of speed chess and boxing until someone either wins by checkmate or by knockout. Yep. Now that is a sport. I agree. And you know what, Becky? It's weird because they burn more calories during the chess section than they do boxing. <laughs> It's so weird when they start playing chess and all of a sudden their nose starts bleeding because of the physical exertion of it. And man, I mean, they go to the gym to work on their punches, but they really go to the gym to figure out how to lift up the minuscule centimeter size pawns. You know, they they can do the the other part and like flip flops, but they have to put on tennis shoes to play the chess. They got to swap them out. Yeah. I think the funniest thing about this is when you look at all of the pictures, they move the chess board Mm -hmm. into the center of the boxing ring. So all of the pictures have nothing to do with boxing and it's all them sitting in shorts and they're like sweat towel over their shoulders playing chess chess in the middle of a boxing ring. That sounds fascinating. I would go to a live event of that. I believe that the current world chess champion has uh, talked about the fact that he would love to do a round of uh, chess boxing at some point, just because he knows that he wouldn't have to actually like try in the boxing. He can just win in any chess match. And but like he obviously can't do it right now because because if he actually did have to box, then like he doesn't want to die. And yeah, well, that's the thing is that because you can win by either. So he could right. assume that he's going to win all of his games through chess, but he can't be punched in the face enough where he then gets right. knocked can't. out. Yeah. yeah. So you just got to work on your dodging a lot. You know, the bob yeah. and weave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just got to run around the ring. <laughs> just run in a big well, circle. Yeah, as, we, as we discussed, they're in peak physical condition, so it wouldn't be hard to outrun someone else. That's yeah, true. I mean, most chess players are in very good physical condition. They have to go through training. They have to go to the gym every day. Like mm-hmm. every, every top 10 chess player goes to the gym just as often as I would say athletes do. Becky, carpal tunnel so they're is not a athletes. real issue. No, they are athletes. So they're not athletes. No, they are athletes. So they're not athletes. No, no, you said are. it. Play the tape over and over again at this as point. Traditional athletes. So they're not traditional athletes because they're not athletes. Excellent. If you have to put a qualifier in front I'm of it, so even you don't believe it to be true. No, I do believe there. it to be true. They That's are athletes. a Freudian slip of the highest quality. <laughs> next, my next sport is toe wrestling. What the frick? Oh, yes. What? Is this just footsie? It is competitive footsies. Yes. <laughs> that is an accurate way to describe this. So you have a board where you're going to put your feet on. And on either side of the board is like a bookend. So two walls. Uh huh. Now both competitors are going to sit on either side and they're going to interlake their big toe together. Uh-huh. So then there's kind of one foot on either side. Your goal is to push the other person's foot until it touches one of the side walls. Okay. So it's sort of like arm wrestling, except in trying instead of trying to get the arm down, you're just shoving it to one side. Right. Instead of it being a vertical game, this is a horizontal game. Correct. Yeah. I like it. It is courtesy to remove the other person's shoes and socks beforehand. That's weird. The Come other on. person's? <laughs> what? You take off the other person's? The other person's, yes. With your hands or with your feet? Ooh, they didn't clarify. Okay. So cause... it could be your mouth if you oh, want to oh, do that. Gosh. No. Then it would stop being a courtesy. Yeah. This was created by four pub goers in the UK because they were complaining Obviously. that the UK never won any world champions. And they were like, you know what we could do? Is make our own sport. Yeah. <laughs> so 
So they tried a whole bunch of sports, and this is what they ended up with. <laughs> That's hilarious. I like it. I do believe that I want to try this. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Can we sign you up? Is there a league nearby? I don't know, but I think that we can just play this right after. Yeah. Like we can easily set up two books and then intertwine our toes. No. Okay. Another sport coming from UK is underwater hockey. What the crap? Which has a far better name called Octopush. Great. That's a great name. Great name. And I'm annoyed that people still call it underwater hockey. Yeah. So underwater hockey is water underneath and you play hockey. It's wild. (laughs) It's completely submerged. You have little hockey sticks. Yeah. And then there's a puck at the bottom. And so you're completely submerged as you try to get it into the other person's goal. So do you, do you play it with scuba gear on? You have a snorkel, ah. but you do not have su- scuba gear. So you have to hold your breath the entire time when you're hitting the puck around. It's a short form snorkel like you would normally do for snorkeling. Correct. But So you have to go up to get air mm-hmm. and then come back down to actually like play. Yeah. And there's a reserve of three players that you can like swap out whenever you need to. Right, like traditional hockey. Yeah, so you have 10 players, you have six or seven people playing at a time, right. three on the bench, and then whenever you need to, you just tag out and keep right. going. Or if someone scores a goal, then you go back or whatever. So I assume there's a lot of strategy in like, I'm on the top of the water and I'm using my goggles probably to look down and like check out what's going on. And then I like dive down to actually like get in the action. Yeah, I didn't do any research, so yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds about right. Now that is a sport. So is chess. My only question on this is if you are a spectator, how do you watch what's going on? It's like watching the... um, Synchronized swimming? No, no. (laughs) Whichever task was the one where they went in the lake. In Harry Potter. Like, they're down there. I'm sure something's happening. Great. I'm so glad we came out to watch. I like it that in a magical world, they couldn't magic a camera to go no. underwater. No. no. Um, but I assume that you could set up underwater cameras. and In the muggle world. And, and watch them on TVs. Yeah. In the, in the venue. But so, like, I don't know, just going to watch it just seems a little anticlimactic. Yeah. Well, it's not going to be on ESPN, so you either have to show up and watch it on TVs in the venue or you're not going to be able to watch it. No, and as we know, ESPN is the basis for all sports. Yeah, that's really just... I mean, Top it's tier. it's the no, no. We're not going network. back to it. We're we've moved on from it. <laughs> My next sport is covered on the or it got started. No, let me start over. This next sport first showed up in the Winter X Games in 1997, and it is called shovel racing. This is where you go onto a mountain, you go to a hill, you sit upon a large shovel, and you slide all the way down, and right. the fastest one wins. So it's a sled that you have no it's a shovel fashioned out of a shovel it's a shovel that you sit on right it's a sled you're not making it into a sled though like it's not like you're taking apart the shovel and then constructing it into something else it's just a shovel you sit on sure but i mean kids use cardboard boxes as sleds to slide down hills all right another sport in finland is referred to as wife carrying and this is where you throw your sh- wife over your shoulder, then run through an obstacle course, and the winner wins the wife's weight in beer. Wait. Excellent. Can I do it? 
with Kyle over my shoulder. Yeah. So I would win. I would agree. I don't know. He's a real or not an artist. He's a real athlete, athlete though, because he plays chess. So I don't play chess competitively. A lot you know, of muscle he's really building those around. muscle fibers every time he picks up a piece and puts chess, it back down. Chess competitively. I have a question about the weight in beer piece. Yeah. Is is that number of beers or no. is that volume of beers? I'm going with volume, I've decided. It has to be volume. So if okay. your wife weighs 120 pounds, you get 120 pounds of beer. Okay. This has been an a, a unrepresentative number of the normal wife weight. But it reminds me of we watched this show on Netflix and it was hosted by Rain Wilson. Ah, uh, yes. And one of the episodes, he went and showed a cheese roll competition where people tried to beat this roll of cheese down a mountain. So and my you next just sport throw yourself down the mountain. I'm sorry. It's called I cheese pull- rolling. I pulled a Kyle. I'm no, so good. sorry. No, no, keep going on about it. But it was great. That's really great uh, series on Netflix. It was. I think it's like random, random human stuff, or I, I don't remember what the name of the Google episode. Rain Wilson Netflix if you want it. And yeah, he goes into different competitions. And yes, this the cheese rolling was one. Yeah, cheese rolling's been around for 200 years. Yeah. Essentially, you put a roll of cheese at the top, and then everyone sprints down, mm-hmm. and the first person to catch it wins. They typically, well, not typically, but one place they do this is at Cooper's Hill in England. Yeah. And if you ever watch videos, it's usually pretty hilarious because they don't do a nicely trimmed and set up hill no it'll no. be like something that you could you know shovel mm-hmm. race down mm-hmm. if it's no no it's full of potholes mm-hmm. and it's covered in long grass and so people are just eating it as they roll down sideways yeah and then try and stand up and spritz some more and then just eat it again and they're tripping over each other that should be on espn it's also very dangerous yes like- you yeah. get broken collarbones and all sorts of nonsense. That, if you like, get hit by the cheese, you might become lactose intolerant. Yep. Or just intolerant of cheese. Mm-hmm. Same, same. That was a good one. In Australia, they have a sport called goanna pulling. And this is going to take some creative descriptors. So if you have questions of how this is set up, let uh-huh, me know. Uh-huh. You have two opponents that face each other. Lying on their stomach, but up on their hands, kind of like a seal pose. Good. Like you're stretching your back in yoga. And then you take a leather strap and put it around each person's neck. And then they do a tug of war pulling backwards. So you're trying to pull the other person while you're in like a seal pose across a line. No. And it's supposed to be as if they are in a reptile posture and it's to honor the great lizards that live in australia and so they they just pull each other by their neck and if you look at the pictures this doesn't look fun like pulling someone with your neck backwards seems so painful it's awful absolutely awful yeah that sounds terrible agreed i don't want to do it no in addition i don't want to do this next one Uh called ferret legging now, this is an endurance contest. So, put some ferrets on your legs and you see how long you can stand there? Yes. Bam. You no. tie your pants shut at the bottom. You drop two ferrets into your pants. This is just and then you cruelty. Securely belt your pants to prevent them from escaping. Yeah, I don't disagree, Kyle. <laughs> you all stand there to see who can stand there the longest. The 
participants are not allowed to wear under any underwear and the ferrets are not allowed to have filed or blunted down teeth mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the apparently the world leader or whatever the guy who won in 2019 he's kind of famous because he wears white pants specifically so you can see the blood seep through oh gosh from where the ferrets have bit him no 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 this is animal cruelty yeah we this not is support. just animal cruelty we are not here for it no, agreed i refuse to do any ferret leggings yeah yes. i get that and no one here is gonna go to a ferret legging contest no no and we say you shouldn't either all right my last one which kind of blew up a little bit in maybe 2020, 2021, there was a video that was circulating of the Cardboard Tube Fighting League. Did you guys see this? No. no. So what did it? I mean, what the video is, is a bunch of people in cardboard armor and really intricate cardboard armor. So they have helmets, they have shields, people made cardboard tanks. Mm-hmm. And Is this in the LARPing family? Ish. Yeah, it's pretty close to it. All right. And so you just see hundreds of people in this cardboard armor just battling off with cardboard swords. And the goal of this is you're supposed to break your opponent's tube without breaking Mm. your own. And they have, you don't bring your own tube. Sure. So you can bring your own armor and shields and equipment, whatever. But you actually have to get a standard regulation tube. Regulation tube at wherever you go play this. This was first started in Seattle. Oh, wow. The creator, Robert Easley, had three core beliefs when he came up with this. One, people need more ways to play and take themselves less seriously. Hmm. Two, Uh events can be fun without alcohol. And three, cardboard sword fighting is fun. We we support this. Yeah. Yeah. I actually really love those three core beliefs. Yeah. Yeah. So he the first one was held at Gasworks. Yeah. And I think 1997. And since then, it's really blown blown up in australia i think that's where it's Mm. most common and you can actually that's where the video that i saw was Mm -hmm. from and just go on and look for videos it's wild you see these people like just charging in at each other and that that it doesn't look like it made any sense like that's what one of the reasons why i wanted to research it because i was like what is the point of this right right and there's a whole bunch or there's not too many rules it's pretty simple of like you can't aim for the head if you're tube is at a 45 degree angle or more then you're out right you can't like jab or stab you can only hit and then there's no blocking except with your tube All so right. i guess like you can't really have like a shield i don't know how that works quite but yeah your point is to just go destroy other people's tubes and protect your own now theoretically could a pug compete in this game there's no rules that say a pug can't compete just Excellent. like that is my new measure of whether or not it is a sport. Because so pugs have to be able to compete. Yeah, to allow they it can't to be a play sport. chess. Pugs I mean, a pug play could chess. play chess. No, um, she no, they're not strong enough to lift the pieces up because they yeah. haven't done any weightlifting. She doesn't have no, any opposable thumbs. They just do little nose bumps. She has no nose. You, just a little face. face she bush. has no nose. A little face bush. No. She has to go to multiple seminars though to learn how to correctly <sighs> push the heavily weighted pieces. Yeah. That are different in other competitions. Yep. Did you hear that noise? Yeah, I heard that noise. I think it's the neighbors doing the roof. Oh, okay. Or a ghost. All right, should we do some rapid trivia? Uh, I was also going to mention before oh. that. Yeah. Marble leagues became very popular during COVID, where you basically, like, a person set up a bunch of Hot Wheel 
uh, tracks for marbles to go down. Oh, yes. And then they would like push all the marbles and there was leagues and there was drama between the marbles. And it was it was a great watch. I'd highly recommend watching Marble Racing League. I did watch like one or two of those. And it is pretty satisfying to like pick your favorite and (laughs) then cheer them on. And then knowing that there's like no stakes in the matter whatsoever. Yeah. Yep. I managed to completely miss that. Marble Racing League is is super fun. I would definitely check it out. Not a sport, though. Definitely a sport. The marbles do not exert any energy. They do. <laughs> okay, physical. And by that, I mean like physics, energy, yeah. and forces. They do, not a sport. They do that. Okay. Not a sport. You're right. Marbles are just as athletes as chess players are, Kyle. <laughs> Amen. All right, Kyle, what time is it? Rapid trivia. All right. Hello. Hey, do you want to be on an episode of Pod Trivia? Sure. Okay. All right, you're on right now. (laughs) (laughs) Kyle, can you introduce us? What what am I introducing? What are we doing right now? Oh, Rapid Trivia. Oh, oh, we're doing Rapid Trivia. We are. So for Rapid Trivia, can you please tell us something you consider yourself to be an expert in? I mean, um, most things. I I think I'm I'm pretty smart. I mean, I did score higher than you in an IQ test once. Okay, so. that was not a real IQ test, and <laughs> I rushed through it. I was not as focused as I could have been. Okay. Also, well, all right, all right. This all is right. our listener Amber because I didn't introduce you beforehand. Hey guys, we can do Hi, general um, trivia. What does www stand for in a website browser? www World Wide Web. Yeah. yeah. Very nice. One point. <laughs> All right. This second question, this is just by complete coincidence, um, is a popular pod trivia question. How long is an Olympic swimming pool? 50 meters. Well done. <laughs> How to prove that you listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. This is honestly the greatest takeaway from pod trivia. Good, good. <laughs> All right. What countries made up the original Axis powers in World War II? This is really bad that I like need to think about this and pause for a second. Is it, is it more? Is it two? Or are we talking more? Well, that's for you to know, who is a genius on literally everything and smarter than me. So, uh, I mean, there were so many. Um, was I there? Mean, Germany, Germany uh-huh. and the U.S. What? What? <laughs> we were not friends with Germany in World War II. Wait, I thought you said who we were fighting against. No, who were the Axis powers? Oh, um... Well, since you put it that way, uh, uh, Germany, Japan, Italy. That's yeah. it. Yeah, you got them. That's it. Good oh, job. You got there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Kyle, do you have any general knowledge trivia for Amber? Uh, no, I think Becky's still got some. I'll try to come up with something. But okay. Um, what geometric shape is generally used for stop signs? An octagon. Yes. Very nice. Whew. Who named the Pacific Ocean? Um, Magellan? Galileo. Magellan? No, it is Magellan. Well done. <laughs> Galileo. I'm on the same website as Becky because I'm seeing the exact same question. Honestly, I don't know why I won up that when I felt like I knew it was Magellan. I'm not going to lie. I thought it was going to be Christopher Columbus. No, not Columbus. Who's the guy who walked across America? Lewis and Clark. 
Nailed it. All right, I have one. I have one more. What is the name of the biggest tech company in South Korea? Uh, oh my gosh. Okay. Um, let me see if I know of any tech companies in South Korea. It's not um, Subaru. <laughs> just so you know. Um. Okay. Come on. So you, tech you got companies. this. Think Spider Man. Um, what? Samsung. Yeah. See. <laughs> All right. Now, Amber, I have a couple final questions for you. Oh, God. Okay. If, let's do it. If you wanted to email us, what email would you send? What email address would you use? At PodTriviaCast. Nice. And what if you wanted to find us on Instagram or Twitter? At PodTrivia. Keep going. <laughs> Not cast. No, it is cast. Um, oh, it is cast. Yeah. At PodTriviaCast. And... If you had to give us a certain number of stars, how many stars would you give us? Oh, five. I agree with that. Good job. You got all, well, you got two of three correct. So like, I don't know. I guess that's fine. Uh, I'll take it. Okay. Well, Becky, say bye. Oh, bye, Amber. (laughs) Bye. Bye, guys. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks, Amber. That's the end of the episode. But I love that you you like didn't say goodbye or thank you to her. I well, I was going to like after we ended the yeah. episode, but she hung up right away. Oh, like, okay. she hung up the she phone. Hung up. Me. Okay, you should text her and and thank her for mm-hmm. us. Yeah, she did great. That was a great little uh, yeah Wait, cameo. Who's Amber? Uh, she's a coach at Connect. From listener Amber.